Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Series 3, Episode 91 of this Daily Study Session. Thank, or Daily Study Podcast, I should say. Thank you very much for listening today. Uh, today we're going to pause from our Come Follow Me studies as we normally do on a Monday to review a couple of listener comments uh, that have come up on Facebook or through the emails and also anything else that I've been studying. Uh, the things from Facebook, there's only one uh, this week, but I really liked it. And again, uh, this has been recorded on the Friday rather than the Sunday as it normally was uh, due to my uh, commitments at the weekends these days. Uh, and so if you post something over the weekend, it'll probably come up in the next uh, Monday episode. So if you remember, last week we were talking about the armour of God. Uh, and the importance of developing our shield of faith. Um, Galen Anderson on the Facebook group uh, shared this in a couple of insights. The church can teach what materials go into making a shield of faith, but it is in the home where it is fashioned and customised to the individuals. Shields of faith are not mass-produced on a factory assembly line, but rather handcrafted in a cottage industry. So that's from Elder Boyd K. Packer. Uh, Galen also shared... Also, if you're wearing armour, why would you care about fiery darts? They can't hurt armour. But to extend the analogy, if the fiery darts can catch your underclothing on fire, you would remove the armour yourself, doing the devil's job for him. Thus, the shield, the only piece of your armour that is movable to ward off attacks from all angles, is there to quench your darts. Your faith is the greatest defence against the adversary. And I really like this insight because it's right. Like, if you think about the, the analogy... The shield is the only piece of armour that you can move to a specific point to defend a certain area. The other parts of the armour, whilst they are important and can deflect the fiery darts of the adversary, they alone are not enough. Um, if you have you know, righteousness and you have uh, salvation and you have uh, the gospel all in your life and all these other parts of the armour and you don't have faith, it is very, it's a lot easier for the adversary to get in under that armour, to the underclothing underneath, in the natural weak points of the armour. But with the shield of faith, you're able to defend those much easier. Uh, and so it just highlights the importance of the shield of faith and how this needs to be developed and built upon and grown uh, so that it is a true barrier uh, to these fiery darts that come from the adversary. So I really like that insight, uh, both parts of it, because it helps us to understand where and how the shield is made and why it's so important. So that was the comment I wanted to share. I thought it was really good. Uh, the other thing that uh, we're going to look at uh, today uh, is an article from um, the Church News, uh, and it's by Elder David A. Bednar. Uh, and it is titled, Learn Elder Bednar's Pattern for Studying Conference Messages. Doctrine, Invitation, Blessings. So I thought this was straight away going to be a really interesting article, and it was. Um, as we're in the run-up to General Conference uh, next weekend, um, we obviously are then invited to study uh, those talks uh, and the blessings that you know come into our lives from studying them can be great. Elder Bednar was interviewed and he shared the pattern that he uses to study these talks. 
he says, quote, the basic pattern is to identify the fundamental doctrine or principle that is being taught, find invitations to act related to that doctrine or principle, and then also recognize the promised blessings that will come as we act in accordance with that invitation, close quote. Um, he explains that he does this in a very specific manner. Um, it says, quote, as a young man, Elder Bednar was impressed that the church presidents admonished church members to earnestly study general conference talks. As Elder Bednar worked to follow that counsel, he found that almost every message included doctrine, doctrine and principles and an invitation to act, followed by a promised blessing. He began marking out three columns on a sheet of paper with the column headings of one, doctrine or principle taught, two, invitation to act, and three, promised blessings, and then used the template as a learning tool as he, as he studied conference messages. Close quote. This is obviously a very simple thing to do. And yeah, I think it can have great power as we study these messages. Um, certainly as I listen to, I think as we listen to our conference talk, it's probably not the best time and place to do that, uh, simply because we may miss something that's said. We may, miss an, uh, we may miss an important blessing that's given or something like that. Personally, what I do as I listen to conference talks on the actual weekend is that I split my page down in half. Uh, and I write down on the left-hand side things that impress upon me by the Spirit when, uh, if from the words that are actually spoken. And on the right-hand side, I write, I write comments or thoughts or inspiration that comes from the Spirit, the spirit itself. Uh, and I find that really useful because I like to try and get a balance of things that I like, that I've heard, that have been said, and also a balance of things which... I have felt from that from that message. And actually, um, I also write down things that perhaps don't even have anything to do with that message, just things that I felt from the Spirit in that moment from being in that inspired place of listening to conference talks. Um, so that's something I personally like to do. Another thing I like to do uh, when I'm actually listening to General Conference at the actual weekend uh, in this kind of template that I use is kind of use two different types of bullet points one is like a little dash where I write down just the, the thought from the talk or the thought from the spirit that I've heard or felt. Uh, and then I also use little asterisks as a bullet point. And the asterisk uh, is there to signify something that I want to go and do uh, or an action or, a, or an invitation that I felt from either the words that were said. But more often than not, these asterisks come in the column where it's the spirit that's teaching uh, and it's things that I felt prompted to do as a result of this message. Uh, so that's kind of my my pattern for studying the, the conference talks whilst I'm listening at the weekend um, for them. But I think I'm definitely going to be using Elder Bednar's uh, kind of three column approach with doctrine and principle taught, invitation to act and then promise blessings uh, as I study them after the conference weekend through the next six months. Um, if it feels like a really important um, way that we can try and identify what is being said uh, in these talks. Uh, Elder Bednar continued by saying, quote, the invitation to act is important because faith in the Saviour is a principle of action and of power. As a servant of, a Lord, of the Lord, my role is not just to disseminate information. If people are to increase in faith in Christ, Jesus Christ, then they need to act in accordance with the teachings of the Saviour. Uh, 
And as his representative, I want to extend those invitations to act in faith in him so faith in him can grow deeper and stronger, close quote. Um, yeah, it's a really important teaching. And he, he then goes on to explain a few uh, examples that he of talks he studied, which then led to, um, you know, identifying the doctrine and identifying the invitation to act and the blessings that were given. So he talks about um, President Oaks talking about non-distraction when... Um, when participating in preparing and administering and passing the sacraments. Um, and he talked about how President Oaks at the time, or at the time Elder Oaks said, that he wasn't going to give members a list, a list of rules to follow. And for Elder Bednar at that time, it was a, an important invitation to study how this takes place in our lives and the blessings that come as we live those, or live those principles of non-distraction once we, once we find them and apply them to our lives. Um, he also talked about the Holy Ghost and how that was an important part of this and how we need to actually be actively engaging in the content. Otherwise, the Holy Ghost will not come as strongly to us because we're not acting for ourselves. He, Elder Bednar said, quote, Listeners should not just passively listen, hoping inspiration will come without any effort, said Elder Bednar. We should be agents who act and not objects that are acted upon close quote. Uh, and I think that obviously doing this will make us an agent that is acting for ourselves during the conference weekend, however you wish to study it in that way, and also for many months afterwards as well. Thank you very much for listening today. I hope you've enjoyed this study. Please do uh, continue to follow the podcast on all the usual social media or email platforms and share and subscribe to the podcast as well. Thank you for your time and until we meet again. <laughs>